Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to the War Room, the Warrior EDU podcast. And I am so thrilled today to welcome back. She's kind of in and out, on and off. My co-host, Leah Pelletier. Hi, Leah. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm learning the juggle, right? Between yeah. and everything else in life. So Yeah, yeah. And our, our, uh, our guests and our, our listeners today can't see, but you've brought a very special guest with you today. We are joined by your newborn son, Harrison. <laughs> yep, he's snapping right now. So let's hope he you know, holds out for the podcast for me. That's great. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm, he's five weeks old now. So like, finally, I feel like I can, you know, understand one cry from another cry and what those cries kind of uh, mean, you know, that, but, uh, but, you know, getting used to the, the lack of sleep and things, but it's nice being able to be home and spend the time with him and watch him grow and it's crazy. That's great. That's great. It's funny you mentioned that my wife, Michelle, always would be like, Jeff, that's a go get. That's a go get me cry, Jeff. That, that's an I'm in pain cry, and I'm. I never understood that. A cry was a cry to me, and I've just. I get it now. You know, I get it now after, you know, countless years. But um, yeah. that's Maybe funny. There's intuition type of thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to join us today, and uh, because we've got a very special guest today. He is a McHenry High School school counselor, a link advisor, a comic book fan, a staff infection band member, Curtis Menke. Curtis, welcome to the show. I am glad and fortunate to be here, especially uh, especially with Leah and Harrison in tow. <laughs> and with that introduction, I think if you've been in the district for even a hot minute, you knew who exactly you were talking about, Jeff, before you even said his name, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, after after school counselor, you know, once we hit comics fan and staff infection band member, there's there's no way, like you said, if you've been in the district at all, uh, you know exactly who we're talking about. So <laughs> we are thrilled to have you, Curtis, and just uh, get to know you. And um, I mean, Leah and I feel like we know you pretty well, but you know, having um, the size of a high school district that we have on two campuses there it, and there may be some people that don't know you as well but you've had the fortunate experience of now working at both campuses so not everyone can say that yeah that is correct uh, you get the you get the feel on both sides of town and the full community uh, I, I am very blessed to work in McHenry and work for District 156. I've spent my entire professional career here. And uh, each, it's funny, each building has its own unique character and personality, but ultimately kids are kids. And, you know, the, the general overarching needs are the same. And, and again, I, I am very humbled and fortunate to, uh, to now have the experience of working with the whole community. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great statement. Um, kids are kids, you know. Wherever you go, it doesn't matter. But but talk a little bit about that because I mean, aside from you know you having worked at both high school campuses now, and now we know that you've spent your entire career here in McHenry. Well, I mean, how did all that start? I mean, I mean, what what made you want to be a, a a school counselor, or or didn't you always want to be? Um, had, take us back. Take us yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go back in the wayback machine. There, uh, you know, had had we had this conversation with you know at the age of, of seventeen, you know, seventeen year old Mankey would have would have probably just kind of looked at you and and raised an eyebrow and uh, at at the notion of me working in public education and and working in, in a school setting. Um, I, I ironically. Uh, one of the main reasons why I settled eventually on school counseling was because 
you know, my, my um, workings, my relationship with my own high school counselor was, was less than. And, and, you know, I grew up in a very small community, uh, very, you know, very rural community, a couple hours south of here uh, called Grant Park, you know, no stoplights, mm. you, know, you, you, you know, you blink and you miss it. Uh, they do have a Casey's now, though, which is which is something. So I mean, Commerce is hot in Grant Park, <laughs> and they got a Dollar General, you know, a couple years ago. So I mean, it's 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 exploding. You know, watch out, Grant Park. You know, you'll you'll see you'll see them in, in yeah, uh, yeah. Travel Magazine soon. But uh, you know, it's the the size of the town I grew up in. The population of Grant Park is about the population of West Campus. Uh, wow. My my graduating class, myself included, was thirty one. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. So very, very small cornfields on four sides. Yeah, yeah, agriculture runs deep in both sides of my, my family history. Um, yes, I mean, so that's, that's the background on, on Menke. You know, like, like, you know I, I showed up in the big city of McHenry, you know, wide-eyed and, and trying to make sense of, of stoplights and fast food restaurants and, and all of the, these crazy newfangled things that you have here. Mattress stores. Yes, mattress stores. My, my <laughs> God, they, they, they come in stores. I thought, you know, I thought they were just delivered to your home and that was that. What is the deal with mattress stores around here? We've got like four of them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're onto something. There's, there's got to be, you know, some... I'm pretty some, sure there's conspiracy theories around it. <laughs> there's got to be some I'm kind sure. of market research we can do into that. I'm sure there has to be. Anyway, go on, go on. Yes, yeah, back to the point because I'm easily sidetracked with, with <laughs> odd anecdotes. Um. So I grew up in a tiny town. My, my high school counselor was, was less than, in retrospect, I'd probably forgive her a little bit because in a tiny community, you know, she had a lot of different roles. She was also my driver's ed teacher, just for example. But, um, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had a good experience there and I didn't leave high school with, with a lot of, of direction or insight. And part of that is on me and I, and I own that as well. Um, but, you know, I, I started out at Western Illinois University as an economics major Western was the only school I applied to. Um, in retrospect, I don't even think we filled out the FAFSA because we didn't know it was a thing. Mm. Um, you know, I picked economics because my dad worked in business and then that's really all I knew about, that and agriculture. And so uh, it took me, I, I enjoyed my time at Western, but it took me a couple of years to realize it wasn't me and even more so that economics wasn't me. Mm. So I, uh, I ended up moving back home, transferred to Olivet Nazarene University, which is about 20 minutes away from my hometown, uh, commuted from home and switched my major to psychology. Still didn't mm. know what I wanted to do with it. Uh, in my, my second semester at Olivet, I ended up in a class called the Elements of Counseling and something just clicked. I, I kind of had the, uh, the realization that, you know, in, in my peer group, I seem to be the person that people came to when they needed to talk things out. Um, I seem to be someone who people felt comfortable with and, you know, felt they could extend trust with. And something just kind of clicked there. And so I, I went with it, um, applied to several grad schools, ended up at Northern Illinois University in counselor education. Uh, initially started off in their community agency track uh, you know, so I would have worked in a private practice or for, a, you know, for a healthcare provider. And then after a semester, switched to school just because I thought it was more fun and more stable. And here I am. That's awesome. That sounds kind of similar to, you know, my background too, where like I was thinking to go in the medical field in college and it was a completely different pathway. And then it wasn't until I was a TA my senior year of college when I got some 
hands-on teaching experience and people were saying like, oh, I really liked your study session that you held and things like that. And it's just, it clicks that moment. You're like, maybe this is actually what I was meant to do. So that's kind of, it's cool that we had similar experiences there in college. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, Leah, whatever you would have decided with, you would have excelled at, but uh, yeah, I, there was that, that shared sort of light bulbish moment that goes mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Uh, it's largely from experience or feedback from others around you. Cause you know, it's sometimes it's hard to, to you know, to, to see into that mirror, especially when it comes to something like career, you know, until we get that feedback from other people. Yeah. I think that feedback is really powerful that, you know, you, you dream up your, your goals when you're a little kid maybe or whatever. And then you don't realize that really what you're fitting into as you grow into an adult might be something different mm. and that you don't realize that until you hear it from other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like validation. Yeah. Wow. That's true. For, and for me, it was, is more than a light bulb. I mean, the light bulb stayed on for a few years and burned me before I realized what it was I was supposed to be doing. So but also, I feel like you connect with Curtis's story and that, like, why you became a, an educator because of the experiences you had were less than as well. So true, Leah. I mean, I, I was gonna, I was thinking about that. You know, I mean, every experience. You know, people ask me all the time, like, who's someone that you can really say, yeah, you modeled your 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 experience after? And I always answer them like, well, unfortunately, it was from people who who I always looked at and said, wow, remind me never to do that, <laughs> you know? So all these, but that's good. I mean, that makes you who you are, you know, whatever your experience is, um, whatever that looks like for you, it, it made you who you are today, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, maybe that's the same for you, Curtis, with the counselor who was, as you, as you put it, you know, less than, um, and was also your driver's ed teacher. Hopefully not uh, less than for that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you learned some good skills there. <laughs> well, if you've ever followed me on the road, you can judge for yourself. But, uh... Make sure to get out of the parking lot before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can, I can talk you through my driving experience afterwards and help you, you know, find the, the emotional resonance in that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I love it. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned, um, you know, school, school counseling and uh, before uh, in the pre-chat, you know, we, we talked about the difference, Curtis, between school guidance and school counseling. And, and I know for me, you know, because I'm not a high school, I'm not traditionally a high school person. I spent most of my career in elementary and middle. Um, so, so I never would have guessed that there was a difference between like school guidance and school counseling. So maybe for our listeners who are all, well, not all, but the many high school people, I'm sure. What is the difference and what's the big deal between school counselor and school guidance? Is there? Oh, my friend, there is quite a big deal there. And you, and you could argue with semantics. And, and okay. you know, any, anyone who goes into the f this field, you know, there's a little bit of um, professional, I don't know if arrogance is the right word, but, you know, mm. I, confidence somewhere in between there that, that mm. comes with it. Um, but the, the term guidance counselor has actually been out of what was written out professionally going all the way back to 1990. So I, I, Yes, exactly. As long as Leah has been in existence, there, wow. there, has, the, the, there has not been a vocation in America called no comment, counselor. no comment. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and again, you, you could, you could go back to the history and all of it, but, but, um, you know, for me, it, it's about the role and it's about what defines us professionally. Um, and it, and it really has to do with the counseling part of the, of the, of the, the, uh, the profession and of the term, you know, I am a trained counselor who works in a school. That's where I apply my trade. School, school is a descriptor in a lot of ways. Like I'll, I will always consider myself, you know, 51% mental health professional, 49% mm -hmm. educator. And 
it is, to me, the word guidance is antithetical to the word counseling. Because if, if I am, if, if you look at it in a clinical perspective, so like if I'm working with a client, you know, who am I to guide that client to, to a destiny of my choosing or where I think they should go? You know, as long as someone is safe along the way, it's their life, it's their outcome, it's their goals. Uh, and, and again, you could argue the semantics of it there, but you know, to me, it, it means a world professionally and, and it defines me. It's kind of, it, Lee, it'd be kind of like the same if I called you a school marm, you know, as opposed to a teacher. <laughs> That's a new term, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I'm not here to, to guide anyone. Guiding is, is reactive. Uh, again, there, there's, there's a, a presumption there as well that, that, you know, the counselor knows better than the client. Hmm. Uh, or is an, an authority over the client or the students, you know, again, whatever paradigm you want to look at it in. But, you know, a true school counselor is embedded in the culture of the school, uh, you know, and it's just as important as any other role in the school. It's just as indispensable. And that's not to say better than, of course, um, but, you know, is, is there to, to help with the student's growth, with student academic progress, social emotional needs, post-secondary career exploration, you know, they're, they're embedded in, into how a school works uh, and, and the need is just as important for, for professional school counselors in educational settings as teachers and principals and nurses and social workers and psychologists and every other kind of role who applies their trade you know, in an educational setting. Wow, that's did you did you say forty-nine um, percent social emotional, fifty-one percent counselor? Is that what you said? It's it's how, how I look at myself just because of my training. Uh, and, and again, I, I thought I I in fact I know I believed uh, the the best of trainings when I was at Northern. Uh, so as far as how I view myself, I view myself fifty-one percent mental health uh, mental professional health. and and forty-nine percent educator. Okay, I had it, I, I had it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's that's good though that's interesting and i think that um you know and, and leah you you can well you, you can speak to this as well i mean the the role of a teacher right i mean curtis mentioned the term the very outdated term school marm right it's a classic it's a classic term but i've never heard that <laughs> it's a throwback it's a it's a before 1990 you know that that term went out went out the same time guidance counselor went out. So, you know, that's, you, you just, you just made the cut right. a little bit too late. There you go. And I think, but, like, you know, students, while they might look to you for guidance, they look to all of, you know, school employees for guidance, whether it's from the school lunch professionals to everybody, the principal to everybody right. in the building. And I think that, like you said, it kind of limits what your scope is if you were to just be called a guidance counselor, because there's some, and I think it's, you know, like you said, like, Who's, who am I to say, like, this is what you should do with your life? You're there to help counsel them through those life decisions, but not to say, this is what I think you should do and be your guide through it. Um, so that's if, really if I'm guiding them, I know where the end is. Right. And again, it's not my life, it's theirs. Uh, you know, it, when it, with that, that kind of, of perspective, um, you know, it's, again, it's very, it's very presumptive um, and, I, I would never want a student to leave my office thinking that they've just been condescended to or, or looked mm. down on or talked down on, you know, that that's an awful way to establish rapport in a relationship. And, and that's that it also leads to enabling as well. You know, if it's me working towards their goals, what role do they have in it? Yeah. I think that term just too, just like, it just really shows the philosophy behind 
your role as well, you know, being able to explain that I think is just, it's, it's speaks to the overall philosophy of what your job is. Well, again, you, you think guidance counselor, you think someone, you know, in a, in a, in an office in some dank corner of the building, you know, you know, with coffee rings all over the desk and, um, you know, I'm thinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, a, an effective school counselor is, is out, you know, partnering with teachers and partnering with other professionals and, and it is proactive and isn't waiting for things to happen and, and looks for ways to be efficient and, and use data in, you know, in, in shrewd ways and, and, um, and, and really impacts, you know, not just individual students, you know, but, but measurable school-wide, uh, you know, school-wide, uh, you know, data and numbers and outcomes. Very true. Well, I love, I love that, um, you know, basically your philosophy, if I'm guiding them, then I know where the end is, right? I mean, and, and you, you kind of want to steer where, away from that is what I'm hearing you say. Do you feel like, you feel like other, other counselors have that same philosophy or did you develop that over, over time? Or is that, a, is that a pretty standard way of thinking amongst especially high school counselors? I think, uh, you know, professionally, there's still remnants of that. Nowhere close to McHenry High School at this point. Um, you know, you'll still occasionally see that, you know, when, when people, you know, if, if, if a school counselor isn't kind of bristling at the term guidance, then that probably says something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, as far as where the profession is at, you know, we're, we're in a, I think we're in a good, healthy spot. It's, it's just trying to, uh, again, you know, yeah impress impress that upon others uh and and do do it in a way that that isn't isn't heavy-handed um you know that isn't isn't condescending but you know is is it educating people in 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 a way to to open a door and further a relationship with them as opposed to you know just pouting and crossing my arms and i'm I'm a school counselor not a guidance counselor and i'm just slamming the door behind myself do you feel like that term has evolved kind of at this Mm. similar timing that I would say like the stigma around mental health has evolved and Mm. changed over time. I would say so. You know, it was, it was, you know, in the nineties when, when people kind of started opening up their eyes to, to mental health and, you know, still nowhere where it is now, but I think it's, it's, I would say very generally, yeah, that those, those things do align. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's why Mm. you're the big brain, Leah. (laughs) But when was it, even in the 90s though, like how long ago in McHenry High School was it the term guidance counselor still being used? I feel like it was still used when I started here and Mm. then recently more changed to where it was like, this is at least to the teacher field, at least from my perspective, that I remember there being a time where it was like, we're not the guidance office anymore, we're the counseling office. I know. I know going, turning the clock back 16 years now, which my my hip hurts just saying that out loud, but (laughs) I know um, I was asked back in, in, in aught five what I wanted on my business card and, and I had to correct uh, the person I was working with. You know, I mm. don't want the word guidance on there. I wanted the word school on there. And I think at the time I was probably the only one here who went by that term and, you know, at least had it printed on their business card. But, um, you know, I, again, I, I think that McHenry High School is in an excellent spot now. I'm kind of the, you know, the old, the old man, the old guard at this point, which is a little <laughs> odd, but, you know, it's just, you just, you know, you're, your, your role and your professional identity shifts over time and that's okay. I can, I can be the kooky uncle now. Um, 
but you know, I, I'm very proud of where the department is and, and where the sub department is, the PLC is right now, as far as embracing that term and, and living the term, you know, you know, more importantly than, than just the, semant the semantics part of it, but actually, you know, being that and then acting the part. Wow. You know, as, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm forced to think about a, a time when, uh, when there was a many years ago where somebody had always referred to school principals, you know, my, my job as, as being a manager, you know, and uh, someone even said, Oh, you're just, you guys are just kind of more like middle managers than anything else. And I'm like, I, I really took offense to that and really did a lot of work for the next few years to focus on what the difference between being a manager was and being a leader, you know, and really wanted to make sure that we stopped people from thinking that we're, we're not just managers, you know, we're not just minding shop here and taking care of the day-to-day -day functional business operations. There's a lot more to this than just simply managing, right? Mm -hmm. So in, in, in many regards, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's just a term. It's just, you could say it's just semantics, but I really feel like um, there's a big difference between um, managing and leading. And as you've explained so well today, Curtis, um, guidance and counseling, you know, I, I see that now. So thank you. Of course. And, and I hope I didn't come across as haughty no, in, I, I love during it. the conversation. I think, it, I think what you're trying to look for is the word pride in your, mm. in your you know, like if you're, you're proud of what you do and you want people to understand and, and respect it. And I think that's good. Yeah, I love that. Is there a, um, Curtis, is there a, um, you know, a guidance office story that maybe comes across as, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's a new one for the, for the, for the, not guidance, sorry. I, I'm going to do it still. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, no disrespect. I promise. <laughs> From the counseling office, is there like a story <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, that's a, that's a new one for the counseling office. You know, I know we collect stories, you know, teachers do it, you know, principals do it. Like I have a book of things that, that happened to me, like the, like the time when I was a elementary principal and I'm walking behind two second graders and they're having a great conversation and they're holding hands and it's the sweetest thing ever. And one girl turns to the other and she goes, I'm going to punch you in your spleen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've never heard that one before. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, that's playground banter. They're probably from Grant Park. <laughs> they were second graders. They were second graders. I'm like, I, I just had to laugh. I'm like, and, but I thought to myself, oh, that's, that's something I've never heard before. You know, that, I mean, that anatomy is pretty impressive. You know, it's second grade. So I didn't find a second grade, second We're grade. Heart, I mean. Yes. So funny. So funny. But is there something like that, that maybe resonates with you that where you thought at the time or still look back and you think, now that was something out of the counseling office that's never happened before. <laughs> um, you know, there's, oh God, you know, everyone has stories who's been in this, this profession for a long time. Um, you know, as I was kind of, I think I'm, I'm kind of reflecting back to my, my initial months now, and that's kind of where I'm pulling here. So uh, the story that pops into my head isn't, isn't the most, I don't know, like glamorous. And I'm sure I have others that, that are, that are, I don't know, more, more festive in nature. But uh, uh, I remember my, my fifth day on the job, um, I was working with a, with a mom and a senior who the senior was, was, was a student at, at West again, which is where I spent the first 14 years of my, my career here. Um, and he was there for three years and he transferred out and was doing a homeschool program and was coming back and needed like nine credits to graduate and had a bunch of courses that were halfway done. And I spent, 
uh, I think three, three and a half hours with this, with this uh, parent and student trying to construct a schedule, trying to make sense of the, the credit graduation situation. And that was really kind of the, uh, you know, you, you know, you're putting your feet to the fire kind of moment uh, with this, you know, pretty ag aggressive parent and, uh, and student who I don't think was as invested in his education as the others in the room were. And it was, it was just, it was an interesting, interesting way to get introduced to the field. And, and, you know, one of the first, you know, real, you know, parent encounters I had. Uh, also the same parent who uh, over the next year, and there was another sibling, so over the next several years, uh, consistently called me Curtis Mayfield, as opposed to Curtis Menke, the, the, the 70s uh, soul and funk singer. Yeah, Mayfield, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so I was Curtis Mayfield, which I took as a compliment. You have to. How could you yes. not? Isn't there a UFC fighter who's Mayfield? Oh, yeah, there is. Awesome. I don't think it's Curtis, but what, what is his <laughs> name? Hey, I mean, you, you got to set goals for yourself, right? <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can make my debut on Fight Island. <laughs> who would be your first opponent tell us who would be your first well, opponent? i mean i mean you you, you gotta you know get to be, was it uh, what's the rick flair saying to be the best you gotta beat the best so uh Conor McGregor. Best. oh oh i would i would be a, a smear on the wall in about 10 <laughs> seconds but oh, yeah. oh i don't know it depends he can he can be pretty cocky if you catch him on one of those days you might be able to surprise him well, yeah, I can I can match his his cockiness and and maybe you know I can listen to to his inner needs. There you go. Or right just there, right the, use your Captain America shield and whatever that that, that, that fist. In, 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 you're looking for the words Infinity Gauntlet. That's that Mrs. Pelletier. <laughs> it houses the six Infinity Stones. Correct. Which which are each you know core elements of the universe. Or, you know, that Get fist, right. that, that, that fist. <laughs> the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet. My husband would be scoffing at me the same way, so. As well he should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, Le Leah and I often ask about, um, you know, like, a, like an in the trenches story, you know, like maybe a, a challenge that you've faced um, in education throughout your, your career um, and how you've maybe dug yourself out of the trenches, you know, how, how you've dug yourself out of that, how you, how you wrestled with that. I mean, or maybe it's something you're, you're going through right now um, in, your, in your profession. And what is that as a way of maybe hopefully, you know, um, offering some, some, I'm going to use the term guidance here, some guidance to others who may be going through similar situations. You know, is there something that you can think of some kind of a challenge that you've faced in your, in your, in your counseling career? Oh, there are challenges everywhere. Well, with this, um, it's, it's hard not to avoid the, the current situation. Mm. Um, just, you know, trying to, to function as a professional school counselor in a, in a, in a pandemic environment, you know, where you're fully remote. I know I'm probably picking at low hanging fruit there, but, um, it's real, it's real though. You know, it's, I, I, I feel for teachers, first of all, um, I can't imagine what it's like to do that job, uh, in, in these conditions, you know, it's, you know, my job is hard enough, but you know, it's to be, to be a teacher in this environment, I, I tip my hat to, to anyone who who's in a classroom. Um, but, yeah, trying to to kind of reimagine the role, um, and and you know, and as a school counselor, it's you know, you're something a little different to every student because I mean, ultimately, you're you're there to help with their needs, and every student has different needs. 
and you know, trying to develop rapport and connection, you know, in, in, in the age of, of, of Zoom is difficult. Um, you know, I find myself, you know, um, using lots of exclamation points when students email me like, hey, so-and-so, before I dive back in and, and, and trying to do, you know, trying to, to somewhat artificially, um, you know, do the things that I would do in, in a face-to-face conversation and, and trying to replicate that uh, and, and knowing that, you know, depending on how well the other, you know, the student on the other end knows me or, um, or, or just where they're at in their own journey, you know, how, how well or how not that's, that's connecting, how it's even reading, you know, you know, the, the, you know, when, when in the, in the absence of body language and intonation, you know, when we're, when we're just looking at words on a, on a computer screen, how are those things coming across, you know, how are, how are they, how was my, my feeble attempt at, at connection and, and professional silliness, which is something I like to engage in, you know, how, how is that resonating with the student? And, and ultimately, is it making a difference in, in their health and, and, and success? Um, it's, it's something. And, and again, I, I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here as far as trying to be an, an effective educator in this climate, but it's, mm. it's, it's difficult and, and, and challenging. And I, then those, those adjectives don't quite have the meaning that, that I would like them to, but it's, yeah, it's, it's I feel like in conversations that I've had, like that's always the, the number one struggle is the relationship piece. And while I you know appreciate your sympathies to the teachers, I feel like at least we have like the content that we can mm-hmm. try to figure out how to deliver and, and work on that. And like relationship is something that we're missing out on, but like we still have that piece. Whereas with like your role or even Jeff, your role as a principal, like so the mass majority of your role is revolving around the relationships right. between the students. And so it's, I can't imagine trying to do that through an email. Like you said, like we try to teach people like tone and professional emails mm-hmm. and things like that. And that you don't want to come across one way. And, and then that's it, a whole nother le- like level of what you're trying to do to get what you normally do face to face with kids in an email. I can't imagine trying to do that. You know, it, it is what it is, and we make the best of it. Um, lots of gifts, lots of yes, <laughs> yes. I, I my my GIF extension and, and Chrome gets uh, <laughs> gets gets used a lot. I I, I think it, it's I see smoke coming out of my my MacBook <laughs> at times when I when I use that extension. Uh, well, it, it has done that. I think it's developed a lot of people's uh, GIF games for sure. Well, if there's nothing else I've contributed to the community and profession, it's, it's upping, upping people's gift games. <laughs> so other uh, than gifts, what, because obviously that's a given as to what advice you would mm. give to new people is to, you know, develop your gift repertoire. But what other p- bits of information to a brand new school counselor would you embark upon with your infinity gauntlet? as well. I'm probably misusing that, but <laughs> well, I think well, that makes you forget everything, right? Doesn't it? It depends on the user and the will of the oh. user, but I mean, that's, I digress. I digress. Okay. I know um, your will would be positive. And <laughs> I, you know, I embrace silliness. Um, I, I know that that might not seem like, like something that's, you know, that's professional and relevant, you know, when we have all these content, content and assessments and everything that we, that we do, in normal times, let alone, you know, in, 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 uh, in what we're dealing with right now, but embrace silliness. You know, I, I, I am completely convinced that students 
you know, students are wired to learn the most if they're either slightly uncomfortable, not, not terrified, but, you know, but slightly uncomfortable, you know, where their, their fight or flight is kicked in just enough where they're, they're attentive, or if there's a smile on their face. You know, there's a reason why people like going, going to the movies, or at least when we can go to the movies, to, to see comedies or horror movies. Because it, you know, it, 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 it gets the adrenaline flowing, you know, it, it releases those, 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 those happy hormones that, that we all have. And, you know, it gets the neurons firing and gets people's attention. And, and it makes the job more fun. Just being, mm. being simple about it. You know, you, you got to have fun with what you do. And when kids see you enjoying yourself and enjoying what you do and enjoying them, they take notice of that. And, and not only does it help students learn, but it, it opens that rapport, it opens that relationship. You know, it, when students see that, it, it, it gives them permission to, to let their guards down and, and to be silly and to not have to worry about some of, of all, all, the, all the, the psychosocial you know, the BS that, that high school students have to put up with sometimes and, and having to feel like they're on guard all the time, you know, where they, they put up these, you know, these social barriers, these social constructs to protect themselves when, you know, it, it's, it's okay. You know, and being silly, you know, I think it also gives people permission to make mistakes more, which is good in an educational setting. It's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to laugh at yourself. And, I give myself plenty of reasons to laugh at, at myself on a daily basis with, with my shenanigans and, 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 you know, the, 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 the mistakes and hiccups that I make and it's okay. And as long as those mistakes and hiccups don't impact anyone else, then sure. you know, embrace it. Yeah. I think your orange pants and your participation in yeah. spirit days and stuff is an excellent example of that. And I always, say like what other profession can I come to school in my pajamas or in some ridiculous costume or a giant inflatable orange ball and it's like encouraged and expected right like it's so taking advantage of that I think is awesome and and like you said it speaks it speaks volumes to the kids if you can make fun of yourself and not be so serious that then the kids see that too as well as your colleagues too that be like oh like you know if I, if I participate in that spirit day, I won't look as goofy as Mr. Mankey and Mrs. Pelletier at least, you know, like, and so like it gives them that permission to kind of go where they would want to go if they didn't have to worry about all those pressures of yes. high school. Yeah. And worse comes to worse, you know, <laughs> look over here, look at the six foot one idiots and, and <laughs> it draws some of the attention away, if nothing else. <laughs> right. We can be the sacrificial lambs for that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. I mean, you, you, you said, I love that you said embrace silliness. And Leah, you said a phrase there that um, also is very meaningful too. when you said embrace, expect it, Ex like expect that to happen. You know, and I, and I just think about, you know, like high school is sometimes the last place people will think that you'd find, find that, believe it or not, you know, because uh, I, I didn't experience that in high school. Um, and I think that if I would have, it would have been a completely different experience for me. Um, but also might not be here at, the, at, at this time, you know, if, if it hadn't gone that way. So um, there's a reason for that. And I think that I've always felt like through my experiences, um, if you're not having fun, don't, I mean, don't do it. You know, don't, I mean, just find something else if you can't have fun. Now, COVID aside, because this is not fun, <laughs> you know, um, we, we still have to, we have to find silver linings, right? So yeah. I love that. Embrace the silliness. Um, gives people to put their guard down. It's classic. Um, are you ready for one last question? Of course. 
It's a big one. I am on the edge of my seat, Dr. P. <laughs> what are you hopeful for? Wow. You kind of caught me off guard there. Not one of those good open-ended I told like, you. interview questions. I told you. And tell me about yourself. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like the, the ultimate Woo! interview question. What am I hopeful for? Uh, short term, I am hopeful that we will re- that we will return safely, and students will uh, will reintegrate. You know, our, our 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 old veteran students coming back. You know, will slide right back into the saddle, and our underclassmen, you know, will um, will socialize themselves and and um, and get used to you know the traditional school setting. I forget that our students are, are starting to forget what it's like to be a a traditional student and to walk from class to class and to you know, and to have that face-to-face dialogue and, and, and encounters on a daily basis. And, and mm. I'm hopeful that we can get back to that. And overall, you know, I, I'm hopeful, if we're looking at broader professional strokes, I'm hopeful in, in our system, you know, as, as we at McHenry High School transition, especially in the next several months, to having all the upperclassmen together in one building and having, mm. you know, the freshmen in another, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that, um, yeah, you know, everyone's roles, classroom instructors, counselors, and social workers, psychologists, admins, you know, that we can, we can uh, focus more on the developmental needs of students appropriately. Mm. You know, there's a big difference between working with a 14-year-old and working with an 18-year-old, um, that we can really hone in on those, that in addition to the co- content that I know teachers are, are expected to get through, that, you know, that we, will, we can and will continue to uh, immerse and, and engage students in their social emotional needs, their, their post-secondary exploration needs, and, and that we can do all those in, in, a, in, a, in a way that, that synergizes the whole process. And, you know, it's, you know, content is enhanced when students are healthy. Content is enhanced when students have post-secondary goals. And, and you know, these things shouldn't be islands. You know, we, sh- we shouldn't have the biomed island and we shouldn't have the post-secondary island and we shouldn't have the English island and, you know, and you have to get on your raft, you know, and, and paddle between all of these islands, you know, as students go from class to class, you know, without any kind of connection among them. You know, I, I'm, I'm so hopeful that as, as our system evolves, that, that we can get that right. And this is the time to act on that. Um, I am so optimistic that we can do that. I'm so energized about uh, how this is going to improve what we do, how it's going to become more efficient, uh, and how it's going to empower students to really take control over their own journey their, and their outcomes. Uh, and, and I'm so excited to be a part of that um, as, as, we, as we work towards that. So yeah. good. I think that, that we're going to have that kind of like re-entry period, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to, and having that energy about it is going to be so important to, to get everybody back into the swing of things. But I think people are going to be so excited whenever that does happen, that I think it'll be just as, just as gloomy as this time was, it'll be just as bright later on, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It'll give perspective, you know, to, to, to how, how good things are when we return and, and especially you know, with, with the, uh, the extension that's going up at, um, in the upper ca- upperclassmen building and, yep. you know, and, and the, the facility improvements and the curricular improvements, you know, it's, McHen- it's McHenry's time to shine. And, and I'm so, so proud and so humbled to, to be a part of, of this team and, and to work alongside outstanding professionals like yourselves and, and the other people that we're surrounded by every day. I agree with you more. 
couldn't have said it better, Curtis. I mean, I, I think you're so, you're so right there. And, and we do really need to focus on the developmental needs of kids, you know. And I think there is no better time as, as we come back. I mean, you think about not only uh, the, the merge of this district, you know, and the uh, transition into uh, one really true comprehensive high school sitting on two different campuses, you know, um, p- coupled with the fact that these kids have been out of school for so many months, we're really going to have to pay attention to that because because it's it's going to be a you know we're going on a year since kids have stepped foot in you know many of them have stepped foot in a classroom or a school you know so the developmental needs of kids the you know you can't you can't bloom before you Maslow that type of thing mm-hmm. it's really going to need to be at the forefront of of everything that we do and uh, I, I have complete and utter faith and trust in this district that uh, we're ready for that. So I'm excited just along with you both. I'm very excited. So, Hey, this has been great. If um, besides, you know, obviously people in district knowing how to find you, we do have listeners, believe it or not, outside of this district. If people want to just talk more and argue with you about the, you know, maybe counseling versus guidance thing, which I doubt. I mean, who could argue with that? Plus, you know, especially <laughs> since now they know you have the gauntlet. Um, I mean, it, how, how can people reach you? Are you? I mean, are you on social media? Do you have a Twitter handle that people can reach out to you on? I am on social media of the, the many Twitter feeds that I run. Uh, you can find me at Curtis Menke, C-U-R-T-I-S-M-E-N-K-E. Okay, that's great. You heard it here, people. He's on Twitter, at Curtis Menke. Real, real easy to find, and he, he's active on, on social media as well. And you might even be able to catch a glimpse of the orange pants on Fridays. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, if you're tuning in at the right time. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, Curtis, great to have you on. What a great episode. I can't wait for uh, people to hear. Thanks for coming into the war room today. And uh, Leah, I'll see you next time. Harrison, you keep sleeping good, buddy. Get some rest. Grow yes, big. Thank you. thank you, Curtis. And yes, we made it the whole episode. Yay. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for having me. You two are doing a wonderful thing here. Uh, thank you. It's our pleasure. All right, everyone take care.